Viking fans, Johnny Football is about to tell us what's up about our 2023 NFL Draft next in 3, 2, 1. Gather around, Skull Brothers and Sisters. This is Skull World Live, brought to you by Minnesota Sports Talk. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, leave a comment, help me hook smash the YouTube algorithms. Let's go, let's go. Johnny Football here every week on Minnesota Sports Talk to give us all the shit, all the news. And uh, hey, wh- what was your draft experience? Where were you, Johnny, when all this shit went down? I was uh, I was streaming on Bite Size Sports Network um, for day one. Um, day two, I was I was working pretty long, and then we were uh, kind of sick at the house. And then uh, day three, I was working and just listening to uh, the draft as it came down. Um, but uh, we, I mean, I'm sure we'll start there, but. I've had to kind of talk myself back into the Addison selection. Um, not, not necessarily for the player it's himself, um, just kind of the opportunity cost of taking Jordan Addison, the wide receiver at 23, uh, sticking and picking. Um, I was not, not a fan of that initially, um, live anyway. Um, but, you know, as you kind of see the draft class round out a little bit, uh, I know we'll talk some of the UDFAs, which um, cannot go all the way overlooked. Um, but kind of seeing it round out as a whole, I think I'm, I'm seeing the vision a little bit. Um, I, I get I get the pick. They, they must have been really high on him in the building. Um, I was pretty lukewarm on Addison, but... Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it'll be another another guy opposite JJ. And, um, you know, I, I, I think he's kind of that similar type of receiver to JJ, at least coming out. You know, a, a guy who a lot of people say, oh, you should be relegated to the slot. Look at his size. Um, so the same things about JJ, but he's kind of found a ways to win all over the field. So I think it's a good fit in, in that regard. He's got a lot to learn from JJ, but I was kind of talking myself off the ledge most of uh, most of Thursday night, but all right, Johnny's back. off the ledge. But here's a guy about to we're step back. on the ledge, and that is David Woods from Skull State of Mine. How you doing, man? I'm doing tell fine, tell man. Johnny Football where he's wrong about Jordan Addison, or no, I don't know. Tell me what your thoughts about our first round draft pick. Go, <laughs> man, go. I mean, at first, I, I feel the same way, Johnny Football. Like they could have did something that was differently with it. I mean receivers are always going to be like hit or miss bus factor, especially like, you know, we pick JJ and what about the receivers that the Vikings drafted in the first round before him, those guards didn't even pan out. Troy Williamson, um, Treadwell, all those guys were drafted kind of high too. You know, I'm just worried that the Vikings might have a problem on their hands. If this guy is actually pretty good, because how are we going to pay two top notch receivers without a quarterback, you know? Like just looking forward, but let's see what happens. I'm optimistic. I mean, we really don't know what direction Quazy and his tendencies yet, because it's only his second draft. So 
I think it's going. It's more of a wait and see approach. Well, the right. one thing there, as far as uh, how are we going to pay two top, you know, because the receivers' salaries are crazy. Well, his salary will be like hampered a little bit because he's number two, but they're staggered. I mean, yeah, we're going to be entering the fourth year of JJ's and the first year of Jordan Addison. So, yeah, we we don't ha- we have a good problem for a while. You know, yeah. we, we it's we we know what's coming, but it's five years away. It looks like <laughs> to me. So. Uh, my thoughts on uh, that first pick, and let's uh, actually put him up here, was Boom. he he could run routes, right? That's my thought process. He put some de- uh, defensive backs on skates. Um, they some people listed him at, or said he's the best route runner in the draft. There's some people had him as the best receiver in the draft. I didn't even bother looking at him because the way people talked about him is I didn't think he'd be anywhere near us. And I was thinking oh, Quentin Johnson, maybe possibly Flowers, maybe possibly. Um, I didn't even bother looking at Jordan Addison. Did you, Johnny? Did you even put him on your uh, guys to look at list? No. no. So nope. Johnny hated him the whole time and uh, <laughs> didn't want to even talk about him apparently. But but why, Johnny? Tell me, does, was he someone you didn't really consider? Like you don't think he was a good fit for us, or what were you thinking? Like, um, I don't. I don't know that it was. I don't think he was a good fit. I just thought that, is, as far as like a complementary skill set goes, okay, uh, to, to that of Jefferson and the way we're going to work Hawkinson into the, into the offense. I, I just felt that somebody who brings a different element, uh, to the offense would be something they would look at, like a Zay Flowers, um, like even a Quentin Johnston, just because, I feel like they're much more dynamic after the catch and or, you know, in in the end around game, in the screen game. Um, I mean, they they threw some tunnel screens to Jordan Addison. Don't get me wrong. He can um, he can move a little bit. But and and outside of that, when I looked at guys like Cedric Tillman um, and and A.T. Perry, I was looking at guys who I'm confident can beat press um, and can fight through press. Um, Jordan Addison wins against press differently than um, than those those bigger framed guys. Um, so that still concerns me a little bit. Um, I mean, his release package is great. He's obviously a great route runner once he gets a little bit of separation, and he's great at getting some. Um, but yeah, when I was looking at this class, I was just looking for guys who I thought would bring a bit of a new element to the offense. And I think, I don't think redundancy is necessarily bad, uh, but I think he's a similar, similar style receiver to Jefferson um, in that regard. And I I was just kind of looking for something to, um, to, to mix it up a little bit, I guess. um, With David, were you looking at more of a, are you looking defense in the first round where you kind of sold on some, or was there other receiver maybe for me? I thought it was like a really good receiver or best defensive player available. And I was looking at Deontay Banks myself at, at cornerback. He went one spot after us. And then the third round, the guy right before our pick was the other guy I really liked uh, from Clemson. And uh, he got taken right before us and we traded down. So I was like, I almost had my, you know, two guys I really liked. Uh, but uh, like Johnny says, I was looking at A.T. Perry late. He went in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, you know, was there a guy in the first round you were looking at, or give me a few guys you were thinking of? 
Um, actually, when it got to like in, in the twenties, looking at the draft, I'm looking like, okay, best case scenario is they're not going to take a quarterback right now, so maybe they're going to trade back and accumulate more picks. That's what I was hoping for at 23, mm. the way the draft fell. But I mean, it almost fell perfectly, right? Because yeah. that's what when he was going, we were all talking on our chat that hey, this draft is falling perfectly. Look at all these guys there, right? And Go ahead. Keep, keep yeah, talking. right. So at 23, I was like, okay, Joey Porter Jr. is probably going to get drafted right here. And that didn't happen. And I was like, okay, Addison, he was projected to go a little bit higher. But, I, I mean, we don't know right. what happened and why he fell. But I was just hoping – I wanted more more depth. I kind of like a lot of the stuff that they did with the UDFAs. Those are the kind of guys. That oh, I, like. I got a list. I got them at the end. Yeah. But um, we can talk about it. You want to bring yeah, some up? I, I was go more worried about – I understand, like, um, an opposite receiver of, of Jefferson, Jefferson is really important, but I was kind of skeptical. Like, I hope they don't go into the season and not have any kind of youth that linebacker. You know, like, like I was really worried about the linebacker slot. Like, I see Asamoah. I think he's undersized, and Jordan Hicks really didn't play good last year. So well, we got another undersized guy in Ivan Pace Jr., at least height-wise. But yeah. he, it looks like he's got a little dog in him, and he's a tackle machine, a blitz machine. He's uh he runs he's running downhill, uh he's he's kind of like a a uh, more muscular uh Asamoa to me. Yeah. I don't know why he wears his shirt like a midriff because he does not have a pack. <laughs> does not have an eight pack, but that guy does not want to wear his shirt down his uniform down. I think it's a Cincinnati thing because I saw some of his teammates doing the same thing. It's okay. like bringing back to the '80s where we all had those mesh jerseys. Yeah, I played, and they're all cut off shirts in Nebraska. I swear they didn't. They didn't have long, you know. They like they shrunk in the in the uh, washing machine, but uh, yeah, Pace. Uh, he he looks like a like one of my one of my colleagues, and you know who I'm talking about. Uh, rap. Uh, he he wanted this guy in the third round, hmm. and he fell all the way to undrafted free agent. Is this a guy you were you? Is, was this like the highlight of our UDFA class? No. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. <laughs> Who, no, what's, I mean, who's I, the highlight? Um, the the linebacker from Army. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. This, the this edge, edge from Miami. Yeah, yeah outside linebacker. Right. Six, I'm, seven. I'm, yeah, I want something like I, I need. We need some size. Well, one of the things I is kind of throwing me off a little bit on because yeah, he looked like a man among boys because he was playing boys. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of, on his highlight reel, it's all him against these little guys because they're from whatever school they were playing. I mean, you don't even recognize these schools if you're not into college football. Right. Uh, but they were they weren't playing the greatest competition. Uh, I think he was wanting to be a tight end, but he knew he was going to Army. So he says, well, let me go be because we don't throw the ball. I'm going to go play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go play D lines to get some action. So I think, but yeah, he's got, he's physically an NFL football player. Right. It, it all comes down to the coaching staff, what they can do to coach these guys up and actually mold these guys and, and see who's going to actually get on the, get on the field. Because my, my big problem that I had with last year is like going into to last year, we all knew that the defense was going to be bad. You know, but Donatello didn't really want to play the rookies actually on defense. He only played them on special teams a lot. So I'm. it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, how Flores molds these guys and see if, which guys are actually going to, you know, 
crack the lineup and actually, you know, play. Johnny, what did you think of these two guys, these two linebackers we got? Yeah, I like um, I like Carter. He had some first round buzz. Like, yeah, I was listening. I listened to an interview uh, of him with Fowler and Sims talking about the first round at the combine, and yeah. I'm like, he's now. And do you think it's an army thing? Like, they people are not sure if like the um, you know, this is the, we remember we got that was it that long snapper from Air Force during the when Trump was president and he signed some bill allowing the servicemen to go like wherever and now apparently mm-hmm. it was it was some questions about it they did it again and he was able to enter the draft kind of like on a deferred thing is there is there is it because it's army the competition why would this guy fall if he had buzz in earlier rounds that could be part of it um a lot of it was as as simple as his strength as it is like he's probably he's probably a year away from being a, a serviceable player on the defense. Like he's a practice squad lock. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm um, assuming he's going to be, you know, on the practice squad. Right. And he might, he might sneak onto the roster. Um, but, but I think he's a little ways away from, from being NFL ready. Um, but I mean, I, I didn't see him slipping out of the draft for, for something like that, especially when teams know they can get him onto their programs, um, uh-huh. you know, right away. Ivan Pace is, uh, I mean, he's a missile. He's a little undersized, um, like you mentioned. I think he's five. We don't like tall linebackers. We don't like tall <laughs> yeah. linebackers. Yeah, well, unless see. they're on the outside. Middle linebackers, we want them. We, we want them to uh, just run across the middle and just put their hands up and just have the quarterback throw over their heads. Because apparently, yeah, almost we want. We almost. could possibly have two f- under five or five eleven and under middle linebackers on our team, but yeah, I, yeah. I interrupted. Go ahead, man. Oh, you're good. No, something about pace though is as a, as a blitzer, which Brian Flores loves out of his linebackers, he had the highest pass rush win rate of anybody in this class. It was over 30%. Next was Drew Sanders with 20.8%. Um, he racked up 12 sacks and 55 pressures on something like 150 uh, pass rush snaps. Um, and he's a missile man. The, the, the guard out of, uh, Florida, Osiris Torrance, um, for a lot of people was, uh, the, the best interior offensive lineman, best guard in the draft. And there's a rep where Torrance is pulling and they're playing Cincinnati Torrance pulls and pace meets him outside the tackle and knocks his chest through his back. And Torrance fell down all the way and tripped up the the back and and Pace hardly budged. I mean, just at the point of contact, absolutely decked a 330-pound second-round guard. Um, So I I think a lot of what let him slip was just size and athleticism. And he's not not a great athlete, uh, but the Vikings went after production over – over raw athleticism a lot in this whole in this whole class really i think um, production is underrated i think there's is. a lot of guy. i, yeah, I think it's just it underrated is. i mean that's why i was uh um you know i like some of the quarterbacks over will levis because will levis didn't have production and these other guys did and uh, i was having him drop down my list but hey let me give you some sh- some shout outs here 
I got school mafia in the house. I think rap, I think people are doing double duty because I think rap's still going. But uh, but if if he's over, I might have might have. I see the the people are starting to uh, hop on. Uh, make sure you hit like. I appreciate it. Get this uh, get this show going. School to all you guys. Mary, my worthless opinion. To evil to hope. Dylan, awesome. To evil hope again. Oh, and rap must be done because he's in the house. Great him. show, man. <laughs> Great show. I I was I was watching. I have it up here. I, I still you, it looks like you're still going on my end. So I don't know, man. But uh I appreciate it. Dylan, what's up? Hey Dave, I want to ask you some questions just because I think it's hilarious. Is Addison going to beat out Thomas Hennigan? So you probably uh, Dylan, you probably saw my uh tweet because rap has a I'm a, and I'm covering up Dave's face. Let me get that off. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm like here, sorry, man. Um yeah, I rap was big on Thomas Hennigan last year, and I put in his chat. I don't think he said it because he didn't read it out loud. I asked if Addison would beat out Thomas Hennigan uh, from Appalachian State, who uh, got hurt in preseason and then he got put on the DL, and he's probably going to still be at camp. But yeah, I don't think Addison's going to have any problem beating out anybody, and I think KJ Osborne is now solidified as our third receiver. Uh, of course, you got to see him in camp. But when you when your head coach is on air, you can hear him say he's a he's a day one starter. KJ's probably going. I'm a number three now. Um, <laughs> let's have to deal with it. Um, if yeah. So what do you guys think? KJ Osborne, number three receiver. I'll start with you, Dave. I mean, at first, he has to come into camp and actually prove himself and see what he can do. Like, it's, I feel like it shouldn't just be given to him just because his draft status. Um, yeah, your coach a, says you're a yeah, day one you know, starter and you haven't even put on the uniform yet. yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I like KJ, but as for a number three, I mean, he's a good number three going forward, yeah. Yeah, I we do not have a problem at receiver now, I don't right. think. We got – and then my, my uh, Jalen Naylor, uh, my brother from another mother, the guy <laughs> I love so much – uh, I, I listed him as, uh, you know, our, our best, uh, value last year, because I thought in a less deeper high end draft that we had, he would have been if healthy because he broke his hand a senior year, but that yeah. dude was on track for well over a thousand yards. He's having a great season, broke his hand. Um, I thought he would have went late second, early third on a weaker wide receiver draft. So I thought we got a great, and, and honestly, and when he got in there, he played better than I expected. He like I would think receivers would have trouble just, you know, spots, you know, coming in at spots like he did. But I mean, like this first five catches of his career were for first downs mm-hmm. is actually pretty amazing. Then he got that touchdown against the Bears. So yeah. I what do you guys think of Jalen Naylor? Oh, I'll start with you, Dave. I've never heard you talk about Jalen Naylor. So go <laughs> Quick ahead. Question about the receivers though. With, with getting Addison, do you think that Jalen um, Jalen Rager is on the bubble now? Oh, I mean, he was on the bubble because we got that guy in free agency. I think because yeah, we're, like, we, I don't, I, whoever wins the, the whoever wins return, the yeah. um, a punt return job, and let me bring this guy up. Um, this guy is pretty good too, and I've seen him return punts. Let me get rid, rid of this so I can see your face, Malik Knowles. Um, you know, he's playing for Kansas State, but this guy looks like a legit receiver, and I've seen his return ability. It's pretty good. I've seen a kick return. I don't know if I you know, his punt return ability, but it's kind of a guy. And then we picked another guy in UDFA right after him. I, I forget what school it was, 
but he's also a punt returner. I don't put some. I don't think he's going to make it, but I think Malik Knowles has got a chance, especially if he's returning. So, uh, yeah, I that's that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I just think it's just like you said the the receiving cores is is a luxury right now, and I think Rager might be the odd man out. Uh, too evil to hope. Talk to KOC about that. He's the one that said he was a day one starter. I'm just repeating it. Uh, but hey, he's at least the number three. So I say it's a great problem to have. Yeah. A, a great problem to have. We got uh, mm-hmm. more guys in here. Mike, Sports Fives. I think rap must be officially over because you guys are jumping in. Appreciate it. Uh, school yeah. long time. No CB. Hey, Bob. What's up, man? All right. Uh, what do we got here? A Rager should definitely be on the bubble. Sorry, Quasi. That might be sunk cost. God, they're just what what do you think about Rager, Dave? Do you think you know he just doesn't have it? Because he I doesn't don't think mean he has it. I mean, I, I, I liked him coming out. I actually liked him more than JJ. There's, there's some guys who were yeah. not disagreeing with you, like yeah, Purple for the win. JJ, you know, there's another guy I heard, another YouTuber was like, you know, Rager and talking Rager, and JJ was like, uh, oh, we you know, he's slot right, receiver, yeah. whatever, yeah. yeah. Right. So, but I just think like maybe him having a full training camp with, you know, Keenan McCardell, maybe he can help him out, you know, with his separation, you know, something like that. But I think like when it comes to like gadget plays, he's so fast on like jet sweeps or just getting them in space. But you don't want to kind of have those, have some of those plays in your offense too much because you kind of tip your hat if he's coming in and right. you know, like he's not running around, it's some gadget play. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he made the team, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut too, considering the younger talent coming in that can actually do the same thing. Yeah, one of my uh, things about yeah having a receiver that's a gimmick player is you know he's coming in, and that's what's going to happen. My my thought the way the way those before the season, I thought, hey, we're going to do this hurry up offense, and you know, and um, and we were going to uh, like run receivers in and out and keep the pace going. But we didn't do that. We just keep the same three guys out there the whole time. We didn't run receivers and they didn't give them, uh, you know, it's, it, I just say of like a long route, you know, you'd step out the field, get the other guy in the huddle and just kind of rotate receivers in and out like that. We didn't do that at all. And I, I don't know if it was because, well, our, we had younger guys um, that they maybe didn't trust in there. They didn't earn their, you know, reps. I, I would have to think that because their whole idea is we're going to get up to the line with 15 seconds on the clock. We're going to hurry the line. We're going to get, you know, get set and, you know, but we didn't throw the ball down the field that much, yeah. especially early in the season. So I'm kind of hoping we do that. We get these guys involved. We get, um, you know, KJ Osborne in there more, let's say, you know, we have, we're going to be running more two tight end sets. It sounds like. Um, is that even less opportunity for wide receivers? Can JJ even get 1,500 yards in this offense with a Addison on the side and two tight ends in there? I just, you know, what do you guys think of where we're going with the offense? Let's uh, start with you, Johnny. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, on these shows I've said, like, I didn't feel wide receiver two – was nearly as big of a need as cornerback, linebacker, or interior defensive line for that exact reason. Um, uh, for me, it was because I love Jalen Naylor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> but you know, it, it's it's going to be different than this past season when we're just living in eleven personnel and we have three wide receivers on the on the field at all times. Like it's not, it's it's at least not shaping up to be that type of offense. Um, we'll probably see more twelve, some twenty-one. We resigned CJ. Um, heavier personnel where it, you know it's going to be difficult for for KJ to to find opportunities uh at, at least on early downs but you know i i think they'll use that heavier personnel to kind of keep fewer defensive backs on the field for for the defense and kind of force them uh to play that way even on passing downs in some cases but you know i i don't think to the earlier question, I don't think it's disrespect to KJ to kind of assume Addison has that wide receiver two job. I think that's, I think worst case scenario is yeah, that's KJ wins scenario. the job. Right. Because at that point you're thinking about the investment at 23. Yeah. You're wanting Addison to win the job. It's not yes. like you're disrespecting. We we're expecting yeah. you to win the job, Addison. Hey, let's, this is a great question to evil to hope. I'm wondering if Nwango will even make the final roster. And the reason being is because we drafted this guy. And my God, uh, you, Johnny, called this as a player to look for. (laughs) And they had there's some people had him ranked at like 140th. I think uh, I want to say NFL.com did. And then uh, Mel Kuyper had him in his top 100 players come out of the draft. You talked about him. And we're and we're like we got him in the seventh round, so yeah, what do you think of this guy, man? Gigantic steal in the seventh. Um, I think to to that point, you know, he's he's a much better pure runner than Kenne. Um, you you expect Kenne to be the best kick returner on the team, um, but even if Cook, even if we move on from Cook. I'd expect us to keep four running backs if if Kenny makes the team. Um, I don't I don't see this guy or Ty Chandler getting cut, uh, or obviously. Uh, yeah, Madison. I don't think this guy makes it on the practice squad. If he does, I don't think so. Someone's gonna steal him unless he. I think he gets poached. God forbid, right. gets hurt, and we put him on the DL, and we get him have him next year, kind of thing. Right. So you'd want to you'd want to at least have the optionality of working Wang Wu into the offense. If you're is that a word? Hey, can I get a check, David? Is optionality a word? I want to hear. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. It works. works. Hey, Dave, was this guy on your radar at all? As I like, we're even thinking running back in this draft. Um, I, I knew they were going. To, they were going to pick a running back, but I didn't think this guy was going to be available. Yeah, like, you didn't think it was at no, seven, right? Be available. Like the way he runs, he has he has good vision. So he's a little patient. He can hit the hole pretty fast. Like, <laughs> I mean. It looks like on offense, receiver, running back, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of jobs that, you know, right there. And I don't really think Kanae's going to make a team this year. I really don't. Yeah. He's got – I mean, honestly, uh, he he impressed me a little bit um, because he could catch passes. I didn't know he could do that um, because, you know, you don't get to see that at Iowa State. So, Nwango did impress me there. Uh, it's one of those things like nobody's getting enough carries to actually show what they can do. I'm a big – I almost love uh, Ty Chandler as much as I like Jalen. I love Jalen Naylor, so I'm big on Ty Chandler. I think we got a crazy good running back group. Yeah, uh, if we're talking about Kenny Nwangu potentially not making the team, he's not making the practice squad. No, um, so he's gonna he's either got to get cut 
or traded. Um, but is he that is he in this league where every kick's going into the end zone enough to keep a guy like Kenny Nwangu on the team just to return kicks? It's a it's tough. It's I mean it's a tough mm-hmm. ball game. I kind of think he'll end up somehow because we'll probably trade Cook or cut him soon and that he would still make the team with four running backs. So yeah. that's my thought now is that Cook is still going to be gone and can it saves Kenny's job or at least gives him an opportunity to stay on. And who knows, maybe Ty Chandler, he got hurt. Um, maybe uh, he's maybe he gets hurt again. Who knows? Or one of them does. It's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, so it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Now, uh, the second round pick, let's talk about this guy. Um, honestly, I didn't know who he was because I don't have enough time to look at. And NFL.com had him buried at like 240th, uh, 40th, uh, 41st um, top cornerback in the, uh, in, in on their board. I mean, sorry, I keep covering your face. Well, they had him at NFL.com had a 41st. I had to, I had to look on the page three to, to see with this guy on their draft board. And there was nobody drafted from the second page. So I'm like, my first thought was, who is this guy? Of course, I later look at the videos and then later find out PFF ranked him like second cornerback uh, on their on their grades. Um, so I realized, oh, I now I see what you have in him, but he's really handsy. Um, my first thought, and I guess I'll go first, is that we had Duke Shelley. He did fight. He was scrappy. He was a good cover corner. I see all those things in uh, Makai Blackman. We could have had him for 1.3 million. Of course, this is cheaper, and we got him for a longer time. But I was like, "Hey, we could have kept Duke Shelley. You go just draft another Duke Shelley uh, with the few picks that we have." Uh, but hey, if this turns out, he's a he he looks like a legitimate potential starter in this league. So I have no qualms about it now. Um, but my first thought is like, "Hey, we just got a younger Duke Shelley." Yeah. Is that what your thoughts are, Dave? He's a yeah. pretty similar player. Yeah, pretty similar player. You know, but I just like what they're doing. They're they're making a lot of these positions where, you know, it there's guys need to step up, and competition is always good, especially younger guys coming in. And I mean, I'm with it. I, I really don't care too much for USC guys, but it's okay. Well, one of the things that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up is like yeah, this guy there's talked about how Makai Blackman uh, was wanting to get first in line so he could go compete against um, Jordan Addison. And I think both these guys are guys that show up early, study, are students of the game, work hard. And I think that it seems to be a theme of Kwesi and his draft strategy is getting high character guys that, that work hard and are, you know, are team players. And I think that showed up in uh, this guy, too. Let me bring him up. Um, he, he's, Lewis Seen was like the heart of the defense, right, for Georgia, they talked about. I hear the same things about Jay Ward. Now, when we took Jay Ward, I thought we had the skinniest draft uh, in, in, in the NFL because we took three guys that are paper thin almost. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but we had three guys under 190 pounds um and another one in Jay Ward. Uh, did, did you guys have this guy on your radar? Um, what did you think of him? He seems like to be a a, a 
Swiss Army knife on the defense. Um, Johnny, did, what were you thinking when you picked him? Yeah, I like Ward. Um, really quickly on Blackman, though, too, before we move off of him. Um, I watched his – I've been watching some as much uh, Makai Blackman tape as I can find. I watched his game against UCLA. Um, I know we all liked uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson a little bit, and um, I watched his tape against that offense. My takeaways from that are – so he's – I think he's a little bit similar to Duke Shelley in that I don't think he would function terribly well in the slot. Um, I think I think he should be a boundary corner. Um, they, they might try him in the slot a little bit, uh, but that was kind of Duke's thing. He was undersized, but also not great in the slot. Uh, I got this I got this thing. He's telling me Duke uh, is a, a zone corner. Dave gets killed in, in man. I when I watched tape of him, I thought he was a cover corner to me. I thought every single one of our corners were playing out of out of character. Do you feel like uh, Duke was a zone corner? Well, Duke, yeah, Duke was kind of hidden in in like he we were we would play a lot of quarters and all he would just have you know one boundary would kind of be his responsibility. He was able to to stay moving in a straight line. Well, that was our um, defense though. I mean, that was our right. defense. Right, and that, that's why I think it 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 helped a guy like Duke Shelley. That's why I think it helped a guy like Patrick Peterson later in his yeah. career. Um, but the thing with Makai Blackman is he's he's great in those types of uh, defensive play calls as well. He's a guy who is not going to get beat deep. Um, he does a, a great job staying over top. Um, where he struggles at times, in, in my opinion, from what I saw, is you know switching his hips. Uh, in the he struggles in the stop and go at times, uh, but he does an excellent job staying in phase in in man on any type of vertical routes, um, and he also triggers really quickly downhill um, if anything's thrown to the flat on his side. Um, I I think he he's almost six feet tall. Um, and I think in his press man encounters, he's, he's got a great jab. He stays in phase, especially out of the release. Uh, he mirrors receivers really well. I think Flores is going to like that. Um, and, and like I mentioned, he's not a guy who's going to get beat deep, which is going to help the functionality of any type of zero blitzes they call, um, with him on the back end. So I like, I like Makai Blackman a lot more after watching him some, um, than I did initially just because there were other guys that I had watched that, that I had heard more about. Um, but Jay Ward's cool because he is extremely versatile. Um, and, I, and I think that's going to help. You know, he'll kind of fit in anywhere he can in the defense. I mean, there were even, you know, just, <laughs> you know, stupid little arguments about, oh, he's a corner. No, he's listed as a safety. Well, they, they called him as a corner. He does all the shit, man. He's gonna he he plays ball. He's a defensive back. Um, so Skull Mafia, if you know, I hate being proven wrong. Um, NFL.com, Duke Shelley strengths number one, instinctive cover man. So I'm just gonna go there. I I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go there. I'm gonna go to NFL.com and his draft profile with his number one strength overall. Duke Shelley, instinctive cover man. Thirty nine passes defended and thirty eight. Career games possesses NFL quicknesses, and they said from the slot. 
honestly, he turns out not to be a very good slot at, at uh, the Bears, and that's why we got him. But hey, NFL.com and all their you know draft experts, instinctive cover man. So I, that's the way I felt. I felt like he was a cover guy, just like uh, just like Duke Shelley. Anyways, you know I hate to be proven wrong, so I, I always got to come. Up, I never even read that before. I just went to look just to see if I thought I was crazy to think that Duke Shelley was a cover guy, but apparently NFL.com thought so too. So there you go. Well, he's he's decent at the catch point. <laughs> I think it's about kind of his, you know, it, his change of direction, his staying in phase, in and out of breaks, like. He was he was good in the that kind of niche role, you know, and, and that was not going to be something that was replicated in this year's defense. So I, I I get moving on from Duke. I was very attached to Duke though as well. David, David, here's a question: You you attack this one? Are you guys thinking all the players' trades of Cook, Zedarius, and trades of Cook, Zedarius, and Cook are coming post June first to grab 2024 draft stock? Now, yes. of course, I do um, because yeah. the dra- uh, draft is over. But what what are your thoughts? Like, who do you think staying and going? I think he might have. I, I think he might have said Cook, Zadarius, and maybe Daniel Hunter. Yeah, but I think Cook and Zadarius are gone. I think Daniel stays. He he gets another contract because I, I think you really want to see what Daniel can do in the aggressive defense again. And I understand like like Zimmer and Flores is not the same person. But they do come off the same coaching coaching tree, so I think the nil stays. But Zadarius and Cook, I mean, Cook's my guy, but they're probably traded post June first. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm just. What are we gonna get for him? Obviously, we'll take anything now for yeah, wanting to anything. trade trade him anyways. Cutting right. him uh, would help him, but you know, you think Cook? Where am I gonna find eight million? Uh, any eight million dollar payday? Right, if he stays on the Vikings, he's going to have eight million dollars in cash. Right, uh, this year, where is he going to get eight million dollar payday? Maybe there's somebody out there um, that will sign him and give him that money. But at this point, it's like, hey, could I take less money to stay on this team and make more money than if I left? And and that that's where it's gonna uh, you know happen. But my I'm like ninety percent Cook's gonna be gone. I don't know why I even allow for 10% out of nostalgia, probably. But, uh, Johnny, what do you think? Is Daniil Cook or Zadarius any one of those guys? Who I th- We all think probably Daniil Hunter has the most likely chance to stay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Zadarius, I mean, we got him on a team-friendly contract. He would force his hand, maybe. You're going to play for us, or what? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, we have all the leverage in the Zadarius situation. If it was me, I'm just extending to Neil. Um, he's not going to play on this cap number. You're not going to recoup the same value he would bring if you know he he's healthy and even some. We're not going to find a better player than Daniel Hunter. No, right? no, Somebody. you're not going to find one in the same ballpark. <laughs> um, and then I think if you know if you've, you've got Marcus Davenport sitting there, if Zadarius really wants to make a big fuss, um, then again, I mean. All the all the leverages with Minnesota. Um, so as, as long as they're able to get something decent back, I mean, if they cut him, they save a ton of money as well. Like it's not, you know, he doesn't have a ton of a ton of bargaining chips to play with, frankly. Um, but but with with Daniil, you know, he's not going to play this year on this number. 
Uh, it doesn't look like anyway. I would just extend him. Good player, high value position. Um, as far as Cook goes, yeah, I think we have, you know, I think we have plenty of depth at that position. I think you're you're off pretty scot free with a with a Dalvin Cook move, um, especially especially post June one. And if you get any 2024 capital back, that's gravy at that point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm extending Neil. If you can keep Zadarius, just keep him. Another good player. You're not going to find another player that good just after after having cut him. Um, you kind of want to see him. Uh, and what are your thoughts on this, David? You want to? You kind of want to see a Zadarius Smith in this new defense of Florida, yes, don't you? Uh, yes, you do. You do. But I, I don't. This Bob Swede make Hunter prove it, then give him a new deal. You know, every. I don't know if everybody knows this in the chat, but Daniel Hunter is not actually going to probably make any money this year. He's already been paid it. Right. But I don't think that's not our problem. That's something he wanted and signed a, signed off on it that we gave him all this upfront money. So I don't, you know, you've already been paid that. In fact, that it benefits you because it's drawn interest somewhere and you've invested right. it and you got all that money up front. That's better than waiting for this inflation that just happened. So, mm -hmm. uh, so he's got his money already. Now, I think more of the idea is like, hey, I'm and players do it, and I don't hold it against them, holding out so they can get that extension. I don't want to play for this contract. I want, I want some, I want to, uh, I want, I want some insurance that I'm going to still be here in a couple years. But Daniel Hunter, 29, all the free agents we've gotten have been like 26 or younger, right? Um, where do you put the odds on Daniel Hunter still being here um, after this year or even, well, let's just say after this year. I say about 75%. You think? Yeah. 75%. I mean, he's, he's a little bit older, but he's a, he's a quality player at a premium position. And we, we know he had a learning curve last year, you know, with standing up and not having his hands in the dirt. And with this aggressive Flores defense that we think he's going to have, I mean, I just say you just you just basically you know extend them, you extend them for a couple of years and, and keep going. Yeah, I mean he's gonna if you if you got him a two year extension right and he's thirty one, that's kind of the going rate right now. Right. It's like anybody's a nearing thirty, you're not gonna sign him for more than two you know two extra years it seems. But at least you're guaranteed you're gonna be you'll get like your this year or maybe the following year guaranteed. You know, you're going to get that payday. He's been kind of taking team-friendly negotiations, right? Uh, he's He doesn't – I give him credit. He doesn't talk about it in the media. He doesn't – he, he – there were some cryptic tweets every once in a while. I think remember when he – they said he uh, – Zimmer said he tweaked. Yeah. And he goes – and he goes, interesting, and he had an emoji. I'm like, yeah, he missed the whole season in 2020. <laughs> I'm like – He's been team friendly. He does deserve more. It's like Thielen deserved more when he signed his deal. I know it was brought up here. Bob Sweetie signed his deal. Well, Thielen signed his deal too, but we still cut him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a tough to give you know to be you know. There's two sides of this. Team screws the player. Player screws the team. It's it's you know one or the other. But uh, Smith won't go ahead. Okay. Well, you you move on from Hunter, you end up paying more. To not have him on the team because all of his dead money accelerates. 
He's yeah. got void years on his deal. I say just extend into him. He's still a really good edge rusher. Yeah, you know, no. The opportunity cost of moving moving on from him is not it you know, it, it doesn't make any sense right this second. Yeah. And Bob um, says he put his hand in the dirt. The one thing I what? like is Forrest says, Hey, we're gonna put players where um are you gonna be a three, four, four, three? Uh who are we playing? That was his answer. Mm-hmm. And he said he's gonna put players where they're gonna succeed. And I don't see him dropping back, covering the middle. Like I seen him in uh, in one of the games that I played where they, and then they threw the ball straight over the top of him for a 30 yard. It was like fourth and 18 and they got it or third and 18. And they got it because we had Daniel Hunter dropping back covering like a middle linebacker. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and one of the things I worry about is like, we, I think we're renting Flores. I think he's going to get a head coaching job next year, especially if he turns his defense around. Uh, what about the following year? Now we got Daniel in a three-four again with a with no Flores, uh, and we're gonna have another guy saying, uh, "Hey, Donna Shell defense is the way to go." And uh, you know, I don't know, man. I but uh, I I say if we're gonna misuse a guy, let's misuse a cheaper guy. But Daniel Hunter is like one of those special players where he did make us better, even though he was playing out of position a lot. Because he can play the run just as good as he can play the pass, in my opinion. Yeah. This team philosophy is so strange that I actually believe it's competitive rebuild, but I don't know how we can pull it off. Um, are we? Are we still? I mean, have we gotten to the past the rebuild part of it? Are we? Are we still in the rebuild? Is it a? It is it? Do you think some people think it's only going to be done if we change quarterbacks? I, I guess I don't know how you feel too much about that. That's uh, when it we did because we did we did uh, draft this guy, and oh wow, I don't have him. We're sorry. Let me get my uh, production value. What did I do? Oh, sorry. I can't believe where the hell did my uh, slideshow go. All right, here we go. Sorry, I got to add add the stream production value. Yay, Dave. Let's let's go, Jaron Hall. Um, we drafted in the fifth round. I had him as our seventh best cor- uh, quarterback in the draft. Uh, I would have had him even a- ahead of uh, Will Levis if he wasn't for his height. Um, but I had him seventh. I had him behind the Houston quarterback, and I had him behind him and Hooker. Um, but I think because of his height, I didn't have him at any higher, and I thought he'd been great. And, and when we and – we, had two picks in the fifth and we're sitting there at the end of the fifth round. And he was the only quarterback I even cared about still in the draft. I think he was like the 11th QB taken yeah. uh, 11th or 12th. And I'm like, well, okay, this is where we're going to take him. Then we're going to take a quarterback and it's better be him because I didn't like any of the other ones. And sure enough, we do take him, which uh, what's your thoughts of this? Is this a guy that has potential starter ability at all? Dave? I mean, we don't know yet. I I think with this quarterback being drafted, I'm leaning towards like saying if KLC is a can develop a quarterback, this will be the one that he's going to develop. This this will be going to see what what KLC can actually do. I mean, I'm not going to say he's just a guy at this point, but it's it's just a you know late late round shot. They'll probably draft another quarterback next year. Yeah, that's that's one of the things a lot of us talk about is that hey, if we took a guy like this, that hey, if it doesn't work out, if we get him in house, 
we see, hey, this guy is just probably a, a backup and we can, you know, have a cheaper backup on a rookie deal and then get rid of our, you know, backup who we got now that we're paying over a million dollars for. Right. Um, so that's that's one of the you know ideas maybe behind it. But we didn't waste a high draft pick on it. And we can just go after a guy next year. And there was thoughts of, like, hey, you know, we brought up earlier, some in the chat that brought up earlier about trading Cook, trading Zadarius, getting more draft capital. We Did we get only one pick for next year? We got a fifth rounder next year. Did we get any other future picks? I think that was the only one. I thought so. I, I thought that was probably it. Mm-hmm. Oh, 21 watching, only five likes. Oh, I'm going to go check this out. Is that all we got? Let me go. Let me go check. Let me go check. But uh, so, what did you think of Johnny? What did you think of the picket quarterback? I liked him. Um, he and DTR were kind of the guys in that, like, I don't know, second, third tier, whatever you want to call it, of quarterbacks. Um, the the day three guys. Um, I had watched a lot more Dorian Thompson Robinson, and frankly, that that uh, that USC game was terrible. He looked like <laughs> shit I, when I was watching Makai Blackman. DTR. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, three picks. Um, a lot of bad balls, but um, but Jaron Hall's good, man. He he is a little limited in in his physical ability. He doesn't have a cannon arm. Um, he doesn't have like great speed and escapability, but he's, he's good, uh, moving around in the pocket. Doesn't, doesn't throw super well on the run. It sounds like, Um, that's what they're saying. I guess I didn't get to see a lot of that in any of his, like any of the videos I saw, but again, I'm just watching the highlights. Yeah. Um, And it's a lot of like, you know, he, he makes a lot of difficult plays and he does a lot with a little, I think on a lot of, on a lot of plays, uh, or, or kind of make something out of nothing in, in a lot of instances. So I, I think that's what a lot of what Vikings fans crave is, uh, just kind of that improv ability in the pocket. Um, so, and he certainly has some of that. I think he's a, seems like a really smart kid. Every, a lot of people's, you know, big takeaways are great leader, um, great locker room presence, smart, um, uh, absorbs, you know, new, new offensive concepts and things like that. Um, <laughs> don't ruin them. Um, yeah. He, uh, yeah, so Dante went to the senior him, bowl and, uh, he did, he did play at the senior bowl. And apparently I saw one article that Jared Hall had like a really bad first day, but I've seen some videos of him from the senior bowl and he looked pretty good. He looked really good. Yeah. And I think, I think this was another one of those picks where we got a high character guy um a high character guy a leader i think that's again another guy that you know you can kind of mold you know people are going to compare him size wise to uh to um uh a wilson from denver you know i don't see that necessarily wilson's like a big scrambler guy not necessarily you know guy that's going to run you know any designed runs for him they actually designed some runs for this guy um so I feel I feel like he is a decent runner and has good vision when he's when he's uh, running the ball. Uh, passing wise, I thought he was very instinctive. Like he led people open. He threw back shoulder throws and he wasn't afraid to throw it up and let his receivers go get it, like back of the end zone and stuff. 
So I think I think he like has that mentality like, hey, the odds are good in my favor. Let me make this play, throw it where my guy can get it. And if it doesn't, it's gonna go out of bounds. And that kind of shows up in his 31 touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, he was hurt as the year before and only played in 10 games. And then he didn't play, you know, he went on a, you know, he was, he's Mormon. So he went on his mission for two years uh, prior mm-hmm. to that. And he played baseball for a couple of years, but he's 25. Um, I, I try to remind people, I think Kirk Cousins didn't start until he was 27. Um, and that, you know, if you go look at you know, another um, Mormon uh, from San Francisco, that's in the hall of fame right now. He didn't really get a, his main shot until he was in his thirties. So you know, there's 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 uh there's stories out there where guys do play uh, and you get a shot in their late twenties. Too evil to hope. So I was live on Thursday night, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I kind of had a meltdown when we took. He Addison. did. I mean, I'm gonna find his text. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Pull up, the, pull up the receipts, Dave. I I, I was shaking. <laughs> Listen, with. Brian Branch still sitting on the board, and granted, he fell to forty-five to the goddamn Lions of all of all teams. Um, with Branch sitting there, with Banks sitting there, with Joey Porter sitting there, mm-hmm. I was at that point. I was saying, slam Brian Branch or even Deontay Banks, or trade back six, seven spots and get one of the three. We could have traded all the way out of the first and still gotten Brian Branch. Mm-hmm. Me, um, how did you like the pick? Hated it with Branch, Banks, and others still on the board. Uh, but I'm coming around a little bit. Maybe Quasi trade back up, trade back up you. And I was I like, to, I still thought we could get Branch. Maybe when the first round ended, I was like, well, hey, listen, Branch is still on the board, you know. Um, but I was so mad that they didn't get one of those guys at the top. And I'm coming around on Blackman. I'm coming around on Edison. Um, but man, he, that, that one flustered me a little bit, uh, in the later rounds there were, I mean, you know, I'm going to say AT Perry fell too far. Um, but at that point we'd taken Addison in the first, so it was like, all right, fine. I guess we'll pass on AT Perry and keep passing on AT Perry. Um, and, and 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 so, you know, (laughs) I can go on PFF right now and mock if you want. No, God, don't. Oh, I never want to mock again until next year. That is so degenerate. You guys, how can you do that already? Ah, I got to wait a couple months before mock. <laughs> people used to make, like last year, all they talk about, I, I'd hear people all the time uh, bitching about people mocking. And, like it was like a joke. Like people were like, but this year it was like everybody wanted to mock. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, David, did you have like a guy that you were like, God, I can't believe we passed on him. This is the guy I wanted at some point during the draft? <laughs> yes, I do. Overshone. Oh, okay. That's who I I wanted the most because I felt coming in, the linebacker crew was just not there. Um, Really, I think Asamoah is is undersized, and I think it was that that Lions game where the receiver just blew him up, and he just didn't even – he can't shed blocks. And Jordan Hicks is kind of at the end of his career – I, I just I was really high on Overshawn. I just really thought like he can come in there and give us that that Eric Kendricks feel, you know. But what do you think of Drew Sanders? I was like, yeah, I was it, like trade back, get me a Drew Sanders, give me a and well, Brant, uh, Banks went right after us, so I wasn't a shot at him. But we could have got like a Drew Sanders. We traded back. We could, 
Or is that right? He didn't go till the second, right? Trey okay. Sanders. I think that was when he went. But yeah, I was like, I was. Denver, there's so many yeah. defenders. Mozzie Smith at D tackle. I wanted a difference maker at D tackle. I thought, and Johnny, I don't know if you agree. Like, I thought Mozzie Smith could hold his own and, and get penetration. He was, he was tough to block. I mean, that's the kind of guy I wanted. Well, we ended up getting this guy, and I don't know what you thought. We bring him up. He's like 303 pounds. He's 6'3". He looks like he's hard to move, but he doesn't look like he – and his athletic traits apparently aren't the greatest, but he's really strong. Um, mm-hmm. So he's like a, you know, a tough-to-move guy. He looks like he uh, has gap discipline. He looks he looks like he's a smart player. Again, another theme that we have when we draft players. Mm-hmm. Is there any thought of this guy um, making a difference on our defensive line? And yeah, fit, fit may, I, go, may right? I make my first Keenan and Peel joke? Jay Quellen, Jay Quellen, Jay Quellen. <laughs> Some people are calling him Jacqueline, but it I'm is like, Jaqueline. this looks Jay Quellen to me, man. It does. It's pronounced Jaqueline. <laughs> it's not Jacqueline. I know. People are calling mm-hmm. him Jacqueline, uh, Jaqueline. Yeah. I'm like, this is Jay Quellen. I did a, as soon as we drafted, I think I said this to somebody. I'm like, I'm doing these, uh, I'm making all these slides and we got, there's a guy in the, there's a guy in the draft named Jay Quellen. <laughs> and sure enough, we draft him, and I'm like, thank God, because now I can make Jay Quellen jokes all the time. And I did as soon as we drafted him, I did a I did a, a short and I was like and I had Keenan, you know, his character behind or Peel or is it Keenan? Keenan, right? Is it Keenan? I don't know. One of those two guys, um, you know, in his classroom. I'm like, Jay Quellen, Jay Quellen, and sure enough, there he is. But yeah, uh, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, any any more thoughts Don't on this guy? Off, Dave. I gotta step out on you guys, man. I gotta go. Uh, it's no problem. You said it's fine. Man. You All mentioned right. that you only had the short time, so <laughs> yeah. hey, thanks for giving us the time that you did. No problem. Um, going forward, you guys, I'll be available more. Just trying to get my channel together, and it's been it's been a damn process. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and uh, uh, you know, because of your time zone, it looks like maybe every once in a while, if we do something on Sunday nights, we'll give you yeah, a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a West Coast Viking guy, so. I'm yeah, well, we you, know, <laughs> you and SK, if you if you go look at our skull, um, purple and scold, the guy that runs that channel lives in your area, so maybe you guys can like uh, get together sometime. Yeah, but I'm uh, actually, Sean, I'm Sean Kenner to hear back to. Um, I'm probably going to go and take my nephews to uh, Madison's camp. So if, once I go there, I'm going to try to go live and maybe I hit some of you guys up. You know? Oh, yeah, oh that'd be perfect. Fine. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right. see you, man. Thanks for joining. All right. Yeah, with Roy. Did I say Keenan? It's Key and Peel. Key Key and Peel, yeah. Dude, I never watched it. I just saw saw the clips. Keegan Michael Key? Keenan? Keenan? I don't know. Jordan Jordan Peel and something Michael Key. Um. But yeah, I mean, Jaqueline Roy, he's... Keegan. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key. So it is Key and Peel. Yeah. It was Key. Key yeah. is the character. The guy plays the character. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, funny, funny, uh, funny, uh, funny skit they do. And uh, that was awesome that we got a guy named Jake Cullen. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. Um, <laughs> so I like, uh, I like Jaqueline and Roy. He kind of fits the bill. You know, it's like heady disciplined player with like a average res score, you know? Um, 
but it's it's kind of one of those guys who like I like I saw one of Dylan's. To be fair, Dylan. Too. To be fair, Dylan. I did. I I watched it on TikTok. I watched the clips on TikTok. No, I didn't watch the show when it was uh, live because I cut the cord and didn't have cable. So all I saw was clips on uh, social media. The same way I watched Saturday Night Live is through clips. I don't watch full shows anymore. Everything is through social media. But I totally interrupted Johnny, and I am sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. (laughs) Um, Kind of fits the bill, though. Like, I saw saw another uh, comment from Dylan. Um, Why am I really questioning our interior defensive line? Dylan, I think that's because you're a thoughtful – I think that's because you're a thoughtful man and you've put some thought into it and you arrived at that conclusion because I think you're right to be questioning our interior defensive line. That's still a huge need unless Jaqueline Roy is um, really good, kind of kind of plays above his uh, his draft position. You know, it's Harrison Phillips is still f- fine. Um, I, I still like Tonga. Um, Lowry's decent, um, still leaves a lot to be desired in the run game. Um, pretty good pass rusher from the interior, but man, it's, it's still a really thin group in my opinion. Um, still not really a true nose tackle on the roster. Um, who, who's worth, worth much at this point. Um, it's an area of the defense I'm really concerned about, frankly, um, but we've talked about on this show how when when Brian Flores held Jared Goff and uh, Sean McVay and the Rams to three points in the Super Bowl, he didn't really have these heavy hitters on the defensive line. He didn't have big star players. He had, you know, uh, like Henry Anderson and Lawrence Guy and uh, uh, the kid out of the kid out of Iowa. Um, See, this is what I'm saying. Not not big names on the defensive line, um, and they had they had two pretty good linebackers uh, in in Van Noy and Hightower that they used a lot. Um, but a lot of the way he used that front was just with interesting blitz packages and in dynamic fronts and unpredictability. Like I think with the guys we have especially some of the guys we've drafted um, and, and some of their ability blitzing. I think the way he's going to be able to disguise some of these pressures is going to be awesome to see. Um, Harrison Smith, Lewis Seen triggering downfield, Asamoa, uh, if Pace makes the roster, Zadarius Smith standing up over B-gaps, um, Davenport and, and Daniil screaming off the edges. I like Dean Lowry as a penetrating defensive lineman or interior defensive lineman. Um, I mean, if we can get anything from a Sezi Otomo, he had the longest arms in the 2022 draft. Um, so th- there's definitely some building blocks there. But yeah, man, as far as that's a future a group tackle. I'm concerned about, it's a group I'm concerned about for sure, though, Dylan. Um, you know, it's 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 that it's the middle of the defense. It's that and linebacker, and you we've you've got to feel pretty confident about safety with our first round pick coming back healthy. Harrison Smith, you know, a potential Hall of Famer on the end of his career. Lewis Seen coming back from that injury. We're still not, you know, we still don't know, know exactly what we're going to get from him necessarily. I mean, we can be as confident as we want to be. 
But when it comes down to the middle of this defense, um, it's it's an area of concern for sure. And that's why I wanted a trade down at 23 to address some of these needs with some higher-end prospects. But, hey, I, I think they rounded it out pretty well. And if, you know, a couple of these guys hit, it, it could look like a really good uh, draft class by the end of it. And, you know, we might be glad they stayed so patient. Where would you – I mean, we're looking at, like, last year and we had injuries, but how, where did you feel, like, last year? Because we didn't know each other back then. Um, with last year's draft. I was pretty excited about last year's draft, uh, honestly, um, after yeah. I got to know who Lewis Seen was. Um, but I would – there were some guys um, that I loved at 12 that ended up going 12, 13th, and 14th. Mm-hmm. Three guys I did videos on, and I'm like, I want these guys at 12. And sure enough, they all three went 12, 13, 14th. Um, but we, I ended up getting a guy I wanted, Boo Jr., um in the second which i thought was a great value yeah uh, but you know these guys got hurt lucene boo jr they got hurt didn't play much um at the time though what did you think of that draft and what do you and how do you feel comparatively to this draft? i think overall i think overall i like this draft a hair better at a glance and i it's it's tough to remove the you know, the like back of your head, knowing how 2023 or 2022 went with the guys going down with the injury. Um, but I did not like the Ed Ingram pick at the time. Um, I liked Asamoa, but I, I didn't think he was a terribly well-rounded linebacker. Um, I liked the Caleb Evans. I thought it was high for a Caleb Evans. Booth Jr. was my f- well, obviously, outside of the top two guys, I knew we weren't. I had getting, him at three. I knew I we weren't getting corner. Stingley or or Sauce, but yeah, I, he was my next favorite corner. Um, I was ecstatic to get him where we got him. Um, and then and then the way it rounded out was was fine. I like some of the. I think Addison is a is a great player. Um, I think. You know, a lot of my gripes with the pick were the other players we could have taken. You know, so now now, now that we've taken everybody, the draft is done, and you can look at it as a whole. Um, I, I think I do like this one just a hair better. I like Blackman. I like the value we got with him at that draft position. Um, the UDFA class is sick. We, we talked about that for a, just a, a minute with, uh, with David. Um and you know, I like grabbing the the, the BYU quarterback Jaron Hall at that spot. I think it was a you know a prudent flyer to kind of take because you know at, at worst he's a, a fine backup, um, and at, at best he turns into a to a low end starter in this league. And you, and you could really have something if Kirk goes down or at for a transition year, um, he 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 could be something there. And then you know I I like uh, I like double dipping on DB with with Jay Ward in addition to Makai Blackman. Like I like I like the versatility he can bring to the table. It seemed like last year it almost was you were you were almost targeting like the opposite of of versatility. Like guys who have one or two 
high-end skills um, that they bring to the table and, you know, not, not being able to move around too much almost. Uh, but it seems like versatility, on-field production, and um, and character are, are what they really prioritize in this draft. Like last year were a lot of athletes. Um, this year, you know, right. maybe some more average athletes. And, you know, I, I, I like overall what I've seen. I'm obviously more present with this draft class. I've been looking at a lot of it right. um, recently. And the UDFAs are way more present in my mind um, than opposed to, you know, knowing who actually got playing time, knowing what they did on the field last year. We got um, a comp here of uh, DC Stefan Diggs in um, in Addison. I would say, my, and I I've actually made this comparison to like even Thielen and Diggs because I always thought Thielen and Diggs were pretty similar players. Thielen was just a little bit taller, um, but both of them like really good route runners, right? But the only where I compare the I, I don't see the comparison is um high you know I think Thielen made these crazy ass high point catches over people he just had this body control um i just don't see his ability or and he's got kind of smaller hands although he said he says he has a natural um a natural hands uh for catching i guess he doesn't drop a whole lot of balls but i did see a, a situation where at, they say addison drops balls i don't i don't know i'm not i'm not i didn't watch him every game or you know full games and stuff but i've heard that that is not a big problem with him but I think that's where he probably doesn't reach the level of a digs is that he doesn't maybe have the hands um, like in more basket catches and, you know, and, you know, over the shoulder type stuff. Does he mm-hmm. really jump up and grab it like you saw in the miracle or you see Thielen yeah. do all the time? I think that's where he falls short. Um, but can he be, a, can he be a, like a locket? You know, I people compared him to that, you know, um, maybe uh, maybe something like a Calvin Ridley. They have very comparable RAS scores. Um, similar size. Ridley's a tiny bit bigger, I think. Um, but you know, but route running, running they're they're right. only, he's like Chris almost on par with those two guys, Thielen and Dave, yeah, yeah, similar. Um, yeah, you know who else is a free agent that. I wouldn't mind the Vikings going after is uh, is Dalton Reisner, the uh, interior offensive lineman. He was with Denver most recently. Um, I was surprised they didn't they didn't grab any O lineman at all in the uh, in the draft. Yeah, Brandon I was, kind, I was of kind of picks. surprised. We got two guys. Um, we got we got a guy from pa- Jackie Chen from Pace University. Uh, yeah. And another guy uh, in the EDFA, Purple for the record, brought him up because he's, he's an Asian guy. And, he, and it's like, that's the guy I'm rooting for, <laughs> Andy from Purple for the win. Um, <laughs> he's like, Andy, he's like, Jackie Chan, I'm I'm rooting for this guy. And he puts up this picture. He goes, I didn't know I was in the NFL. <laughs> so it was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, Chan, Purple for the po- or Purple Pocket Podcast rap, Ivan Pace Jr., uh, let me get him excited again about let me. Let me pull up some Ivan Pace Jr. All right. There you go for you rap. That's for you rap. Ivan Pace Jr. The guy that wears the midriff uh, uni. Uh, I don't think you can do that in uh, the NFL. So he might not be able to play without his midriff yeah. jersey. But yeah, great. Oh, great awesome UDFA. Face, you know, great UDFA, man. You called it. You called it. 
I'm glad we didn't draft him in the third round. Uh, but um, yeah, I think he was, he fell and I don't know why. And I want to know why this guy fell. Uh, maybe the height thing, 5'10 is not a big dude, but mm-hmm. he has, he's a football player, right? He's attacking yeah. the kind of guy I think the Flores likes, and that's why we have him. Yeah, East Coast, tell us uh, gang. Tell us more about Jaron Hall, man. Yeah, he, yeah, Dante, Jaron Hall, we hear you really like him, and I like him. I had him as the seventh-best quarterback. Am I underselling him? Or am I overselling him? Uh, I had him as the seventh best quarterback. And I had him as high as five if he was taller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like that one. Um, Thank Jay, you, Ward, Jay Ward is going to be really interesting because it's like he's another one of those guys that him lining up in like a specific spot on the defense – doesn't really tip your hand because you know he can do so many things um kind of a jack of all trades master of none um you know could play some slot corner can play some will linebacker i'm at, at times it seems like um and then and then some safety nominally he was listed as a safety but then when the vikings brought the card up they had him as a cornerback i think yeah, I, I heard something about that. I, I didn't. I didn't get to that. hear the announcement because I was I was driving the not so rich and famous around in an Uber vehicle. So, um, yeah, I I didn't hear that. And uh, but I just heard the way the NFL was talking about the NFL broadcast was talking about him, mm-hmm. and he was a you know a Swiss Army knife on the defense, and he had yeah. the high character, hardworking, um, heart of the defense they used. Um, and you could kind of see in the highlight tapes and stuff of him and the players that how they just rallied around him and and you know you know he 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 got kind of hurt and everybody just ran over there and pat him on the back let's go let's go so he just kind of seems like he's kind of that leader Quasi's always talking about kind of high character guys and I he probably likes his music because Quasi that's all he talks about uh, when he's uh when he's being interviewed is like what what player said their way, what they listen to, what's on their playlist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They must have had a good playlist. <laughs> yeah, man. He's funny. Yeah. East coast. Um, they were telling us you like Jared or two evil. to hope said you were liking uh, Jared Hall, Jaron Hall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Give Tri- us the skinny. triple P triple P's already got him starting this year. Mid season, mid season. Mary's got him. <laughs> Ella Hall is good, coachable, great leader. Like the presser, KOC is going to be great with him. Yeah, he he had a great interview. He he said all the right things, and and he and it didn't come off fake. Um, didn't come off it fake at all. This guy, um, this guy sticks to his beliefs, man. And you know he does the two year mission. He wants to do it. He wanted to go to BYU so he could do that. Um, so. But if you're if you're a Kirk guy that thinks he's kind of uh you know lame because of the religious side of Kirk, well, we just got a Mormon that went on a two year mission, so we may got kind of the same guy that sticks to his like, you know, he may talk about things like that. Uh, so uh, you know, we're we're kind of getting the same high character guy, um, that you can really rely on, and I don't think he's gonna be a 
any bit. We, I think we got a good quarterback gr- group because even our backup is, uh, I think he's a team player too. You could see him get excited when we played good. Um, and, you know, the post game celebrations. Um, he he's not, never sees the field, but yeah, he's excited. And I think uh, Jaron Hall is going to be the same way. So I think we got a good group. Yeah, Mullins can hold the shit out of that clipboard. I'm I'm not gonna give my opinion. I'm gonna let y'all celebrate. <laughs> um, I've talked about him, several others, a bunch on y'all shows. You gotta remember, hey Dante, if you don't mind, I'm gonna invite you again because I do want you to talk about him now that we drafted him because I did know he was at the Senior Bowl and you got to see him play. I think Thor Nystrom wrote about him and wasn't impressed. So I want you to tell me why Thor Nystrom's wrong because he's talking about him uh, kind of bad. Uh, but uh, and we drafted him. He wasn't even near. He didn't want anything to do with him. And he wrote an article after the Senior Bowl about him not playing well that first day. So I kind of want to hear your opinion because another guy on Purple Daily. Um, that does the draft stuff, really loves him. So mm-hmm. I want to kind of hear your opinion because you got to see him in person. Apparently, we we're told you interviewed him. Yeah. And, yeah, you probably brought it up, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you gave us a C plus. I gave us a B. So I'm not too far off, man. Yeah, I was pretty – I was pretty whelmed. I don't, you were whelmed? I was underwhelmed. You weren't overwhelmed. You were yeah. whelmed. Yeah, just some well, You know – like I said, I was really low on the selection at 23 just because, you know, I, I think we could have maximized this particular draft a lot more if we would have traded down or gotten one of those ready-to-contribute con- uh, defenders in uh, that, that were on the board there at 23. The board fell beautifully if we wanted to take a defensive back. Um and uh, and they went Addison, so you know I'm interested to see how he does in the um, in the offense for sure. But I don't know, you know, it everything from there is just so it's it's going to be hit or we're not going to know anything really until these guys see the field. Uh, like I said, I've watched a ton of Makai Blackman. I still have to get to the LSU guys. Um as far as their tape goes, but like, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, pretty average draft. I guess I might go somewhere between you guys or around that area. Um, C, C plus B minus something like that. Um, it, you know, it was, it was a matter of doing what they could with what they had at the time. Um, you know, just kind of one of those things. So, there were there were a lot better drafts that I'm certainly envious of. I have a buddy who's an Eagles fan, and uh, he was pissing me off. You know, every 25 minutes on day two, he was like, "They took this guy. Let's fucking go!" And it was just you know a prospect I wanted that that was bugging me. Like you know they got uh, I mean and and there's a lot of stuff about their first round, obviously that I'm sure everybody said at this point. Um, you know, but like with with Carter and and Smith, even Nolan Smith at at uh, twenty three or a little later, I was sh- so shocked that he was still on the board at that point. Um, I mean, there were some crazy fallers on the defensive side. Um, 
so that that was my only gripe, I guess. My only specific gripe was I feel like we could have gotten a lot more of those high value defenders higher in the draft. Um, but I, I don't mind the selections we made a little bit later as far as the defense goes. We'll see how they pan out. Early returns on Blackman, who I've watched, are, you know, good, not great. Um, and I've still got to get to the LSU guys. So we'll talk about that next week a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah. Anybody uh, have any questions in the chat? Anybody? Uh, before we go, I got like five more minutes and we're, we're going to call it, but, uh, I think, uh, I think my final, uh, my final thoughts on the draft. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm formally inviting, uh, Dante to come on Tuesday. Uh, my, I, I thought we hit everything except I really wanted a difference maker on D tackle. I yeah. really wanted I really wanted a high impact guy mm-hmm. um, that would come in and just and I don't think there was enough of them in the draft. I just don't think there was enough of them. Uh, oh, and I, evil. we grabbed um, we grabbed uh, the Georgia kicker. Yeah, we got a UDFA. But hey, I'm 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 more about what the hell happened. Uh, I'm more about hey, this is a this will be them being together. For two years in a row and because we've been in it we've always been new, a new guy in one of the positions and uh, to have the snapper the holder and the kicker all in a, uh, on the same team uh two years in a row working together mm-hmm. i i feel better about that and i think uh, our kicker got better throughout the season i don't know what's with these extra points being missed um otherwise i thought he was pretty solid except for that one game where he missed a did he miss three uh, field goals. I don't know. He had a really bad uh, game. Three. Uh, anyways, I well, we got a kicker in camp. He beat out the last guy pretty easily because he didn't miss, and that's because the other punter was his holder on all the all the makes, and our new punter was the one holding when he missed in practice, and he wins the job because he's a better punter. But he's that's what I was worried about is like having a new punter holding for the guy. So yeah, I'm you know I'm worried about kicker. But I'm not too worried about kicker. I think that's like maybe maybe it's in the top ten of worries for me. But my worries is like a D tackle, interior line. Um, you know, those are really my only two worries. I like I like all of our positions better. Maybe I would like two shutdown corners, right? I wouldn't mind having two instead of maybe we have two. Um, or maybe we only have, maybe we might not even have one, but we have uh, have a good group. Yeah. Uh, I would take better than average right now, um, but who knows with a new defense attacking, these guys not having to cover as much or as long, how much different that will make on this defense. Right. I keep covering your face. I got to get the <laughs> format here. I appreciate um, Yeah. So yeah, yeah East Coast Iron. Uh, We're gonna try to get you on Tuesday if I can. Hopefully, I'm yeah, gonna, oh hey, he's good with cool. that. Hey, I gotta tune in Tuesday, six thirty Central, seven to thirty Eastern. We'll have Dante from East Coast Gridiron to tell us all about our new quarterback uh, that we drafted. So stick with us on Tuesday. 
But uh, what else? Um, I I wanted a receiver that was going to make a difference. So that checked a box for me. I think we've yeah. got one that's going to make a huge impact on our team. I'm yeah. like, if we're not a top five offense after what we did in this draft, I don't know what we're. I don't know what else. What, what else to think? Um, fire everybody if we're not a top five offense because I don't see us with the uh, the receivers we have, the running backs we have. Um, we can at least, you know, I don't know where our running game went last year, but uh, it wasn't reliable. So hopefully, because the offensive line was known for their running and run blocking ability, and they didn't really do that that well. But we were behind. We're, we had to give up running the ball because we had to come from behind and win all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. We weren't we weren't closing out games with the run game, right? So maybe that had yeah. to do, a lot to do with it. Uh, Kirk Cousins had his second most passing yards as most he had as a Viking um, last year, probably because of that. So I I don't know. I felt the. I'm willing to give our offensive line one more year before we got to break it up. It, if, you know, Ed can come out, of, you know, and, and prove it this year. Yeah. I don't know if Ezra can, you know, solidify, be a little more reliable. Um, that interior line, man, if we could, I just need, it's a first rounder and two second rounders on that interior line. We, they should be good. Let's go guys. I don't know what the yeah. hell. Your final thoughts, man. Yeah, I, I again, I was I was hoping we got a little bit of competition on the interior offensive line. Um, I wouldn't. You know, mind you don't think Jackie way. Chan from Pace University is gonna do it? <laughs> no, you know, one guy who fell, uh, one guy who fell pretty far is Andrew Voorhees, out of another USC guy. Yeah, I had someone um, uh, mention that in one of my one of my comment section. Something yeah. about how he had a, he had an injury. So he tore his ACL, I want to say. It might have been Achilles. I those always. Yeah, I heard ACL. I didn't. I, I heard it okay. was ACL. 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 Um, he tore his ACL, and then still did the bench at the combine, and put up four more reps than anyone else on the bench. Thirty-eight scary. at two twenty-five. Um. And, you know, he was projected to go, you know, second round, I think, before that second, third round, um, ended up falling pretty far. And I think maybe even not for immediate competition, he would have been a nice guy to pick up and um, and have recover with the team um, and, and project out to 2024, um, especially if we have another relatively underwhelming year from Ed Ingram. Um, but outside of that, man, you know, it. Looking at the draft as a whole, I think they did a decent job um, getting talent into the building. I I could have I could have hoped that they addressed some needs with a little more vigor, um, especially like the the interior defensive line, like we talked about. I would have liked to have seen a linebacker um, as well. Dorian uh, Dorian Williams fell pretty far. I don't know. There were there were a lot of prospects that I that I grew pretty attached to, um, and and I think yeah, interior defensive line linebacker still an issue in my opinion. Um, so so we'll see what happens there. What's one guy you really like that we picked up? Like you know, well, good value the only or whatever. 
the only guy I'm comfortable. Well, I love, <laughs> I love Dwayne McBride in the seventh. Okay. Um, but the only guy outside of him that I've watched more than you know any more than highlights or more than just you know a, a quick thing. I've watched two full games on Makai Blackman, and I do like what I've seen from Makai Blackman overall. Um, I wasn't blown away by him. Um, there are some things that I I'm not a huge fan of right away. Um, but, but I like, I like getting him in the mix with Brian Flores, defense. I think he'll be, I think he'll be pretty solid. Um, so, so Makai Blackman late in the third, I think is it. And, and what's great about that trade down, they moved back 15 spots, not a single cornerback went in those 15 picks between when we, when we traded down, um, and then ended up getting Makai Blackman. So that was a, well, I did tell you that, that way. I did tell you though, I had to go to the NFL.com. I didn't even have a slide made for him. Uh, it was like, you know, thank God we didn't do a show uh, because we didn't pick until the last pick on day two. I was thinking maybe we would have traded something. There might have been something to happen that we got in. I thought there was going to be more. Right? I thought there was going to be yeah. something that we did. But no, we traded yeah. down to the last freaking pick. So that yeah. would have been a misery. But I didn't even have a slide made of him. And I had to go. And when I went to look for his, you know, his NFL um profile i found him on the third page at 41 and nobody in the second page had been drafted yet and there was only like eight or nine guys on the first page drafted yet so it's like holy crap we drafted 41 only eight people have been drafted since but then i saw i saw that and then i saw how he ranked in pff saw his videos and ranked in pff i thought god this guy gets some people's hip pockets uh he fights um yeah. He's handsy as fuck, though. Um, I seen him pull yeah. on people's jerseys, but he's he might wear the boxing it, gloves in camp. He might yeah, throw the boxing gloves on. Might have to throw camp. the boxing gloves on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's some last things. I had to be. Oh yeah. So East Coast. I know you weren't really high on Levis. Neither was I. I put him. I only. I only put him at five on my in my. You know, I didn't put any rankings out there, but in my head, I had him as five, even behind Hooker, but only because of his physical attributes but yeah uh i wasn't too excited if we were gonna will levis uh didn't even made 1500 cd did but okay they're just talking porter dad was good yeah porter jr's dad was awesome yes sir but hey thanks for joining us um we i am not and all of a sudden we had a jump up of like now we're at 24 but we hey we, everybody who liked the chat or liked the uh video thank you if you do, if you could, before you leave, go hit like on this video. Go leave comments. I am. I think I'm gonna actually um, take these videos and put them on, take them and put them on a podcast. These longer forms, because now I know. Now I realize I can actually download them and then upload them to just the to audio. a podcast. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be on it. We'll be on all the all the uh, podcasts now. But I'm not. I'm gonna talk to Johnny whether or not we're gonna be on Thursday since we already did Sunday. Uh, I, I don't want to be talking about the same thing every, every, every day for a week. So, Hey, thank you guys for joining us. I'm not positive. We'll be on Thursday, but we definitely be on next week. Skull Vikings. Let's go. I'm out of here. See you next time. Thanks.